Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we've got another great week of baseball to talk about as we wind down the regular season, get ready for the postseason. It is September 19th. We are getting close to the end of the regular season. I think fewer than 20 games left this season. So we're getting there and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, mostly what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks and the home run races that we're watching with Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge. They are both right on the cusp of reaching their benchmarks that they've been going for this season. Trey, I think each of them are going to get there. I I think so too. I think it sealed it for me yesterday with Judge because he was incredible yesterday against the Brewers, four or five with four RBIs, two home runs in that game. I mean, Jeff Passon sent a tweet out yesterday. It was like he entered probably as the favorite. I know there was conversation. I feel like he's locked it up pre-September, but he he's come into September and all he's done is bat 491, get on base nearly 59% of the time, slug 1.018, and have eight home runs. His 1.604 OPS is nearly... 250 points clear the next best hitter this month and he is one point away point zero zero one point away from having the triple crown in the al so i know we've talked goldsmith getting the triple crown in the nl but it looks like judge might get it in the al and i think there needs to be a real conversation of is this the greatest season from a hitter of all time considering the team he's on the pressure he put on himself coming into the season and he has smashed expectations of what we thought he could do. Yeah, absolutely. It very well could be the best season that we've seen in MLB history, at least in, you know, recent history. Um, yeah, probably go back to Melky getting the triple crown would be, you know, kind of what I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, But Aaron Judge having a phenomenal year, 59 home runs. And uh, I think he's going to get to 61. I think he might get to 62 or 63. He's just on fire. This he's having EVP, a fantastic season. is over, right? Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's got to be I, over. I love Shohei Otani. And, you know, he's he's playing well. Mike Trout's been phenomenal. We talked about him last week. Like, it, it just sucks. They're on the Angels. Like, it, it does. Like, I think... I think there'd be a more of a conversation or deservingly more of a conversation if the guy, if he was on a better team, like if, if the angels, let's say the angels were in the second wild card spot, I think the argument is head. Cause the dude is like probably a top five hitter and top five pitcher this year. Like he's been that good. It's just, you throw in judge having a historic season on maybe the best team in the American league. It, and it's the New York Yankees and it's a contract year and he's betting on himself. And he's one of the most famous players in the world. Like, it just adds up. Yeah, you consider all that. He has to be the MVP this year. I don't see there's any way that Shohei Otani can win it. I mean, you'd, and that's not to take away from what Shohei Otani has done this season because he obviously is a 
top player in Major League Baseball, you know, like you said, both sides of the game, hitting and pitching, he's one of the top players. But what Aaron Judge is doing this season is just so rare and phenomenal to see that I don't see any way that he cannot win the MVP award this year. He's just, he's the best player in baseball right now, and he has to be the American League MVP. And like you said, he's he's one batting average point away from the Triple Crown right now. I mean, I, I would not have expected that. The home runs and the RBIs, yeah, that's expected from Judge. But the batting average title, that I did not expect. So that would be amazing if he can, you know, take over that number one spot and if he if he wins the triple crown he has to be the mvp there's no doubt about it and you think about the injuries with the yankees of this last month you know really since august especially with stanton out like now that Stanton's back in the lineup gonna be back in the lineup more and behind judge like he's been pitched to way differently like his walk rate is up over the past month just because you know um they're putting him in First, they're putting him at leadoff recently, like they, which is interesting. I think that's a way to avoid getting him walks, but it's also to the fact that, you know, I think with the injuries, they've been able to pitch around him a lot more because there's unknowns around this Yankees lineup, hence the struggles. And now the Yankees are getting healthy, and it looks like this. The Yankees are starting to look like, and they, they won five straight, then lost two or three to a really good Milwaukee team in Milwaukee, but. Starting to look like the Yankees team we saw earlier in the season, which is going to be throw another dynamic into the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking a little better right now. And obviously, Aaron Judge is a big part of that. And they head towards the postseason. They start to uh, ramp things up a bit. The uh, Houston Astros are going to be the number one seed in the American League, though. I think that's, uh, I don't think it's, you know, clinched yet but it's about all but they do clinched. own the They're tiebreaker yeah. 96 and 51 as of yeah. today yankees yeah. 88 and 58 so you know they're starting to play a little better but they're not going to get that number one seed but still uh it's going to be uh you know good momentum going into the postseason for the yankees and if aaron judge can play the way that he's been playing then i think they're going to be a, a, a team to be reckoned with when we get into the playoffs so I think you got to feel good if you're a Yankees fan right now. I don't know. How, how do you feel, Trey? You feel all right? I still feel confident in my Yankees-Mets World Series pick at this point. Uh, I think health will be the ultimate determining factor. I mean, the Yankees were just so unhealthy in August, and it affected, and that's ultimately the reason they're not going to be the, the number one, you know, the number one team. We'll see what happens with, with Verlander. Obviously, he's, uh, I think he's been back now he's pitched since he got hurt this week yeah yeah so we'll see what happens with his health i think i think ultimately that's going to be the determining factor is health between the astros and the yankees um but i wouldn't be shocked to see you know cleveland's look good at some points they're just really young um it's gonna be interesting to see i think if you're the you know the yankees being the two they're gonna probably play what cleveland or that what middle middle wild card team, right? It would or no, you play the two middle, the number one or the number two wild card team, right? That's how it works. So you uh, play the Yankees are the they'd be number the two. two seed. They'll play the other division winner. No, because there's an extra wild card this year. Remember, so that the third right. seed plays the number. Right. The third Let's pull seed. Up the bracket. 
yeah, it's I it's so confusing. MLB has to go and change the playoff system on us, and we have no idea what's going on. All right, the AL number two seed, they will play the winner of the number three and the number six seed. Yeah, so they could play, theoretically speaking, oh, so looking at the wild card, as it stands, they would play either Cleveland or Seattle. Yes, yeah. So I would argue the two seed might have a better advantage because I'd rather play Cleveland or Seattle than Toronto or Tampa, especially with if you have to, you know, for part of that series, you have to, if let's say Houston has to play Toronto, will players be out? Like that's a, you know, a whole yeah, different dynamic. Possible. I don't know. I can't, I would have to go back and see who players were out when they went to Toronto, but that could be a, you know, if you're Toronto, you take one game in Houston in that series, then you, you have home games. They could be without certain people because of vaccine mandates. And so I, it's interesting dynamic. I, I wish they kind of did like the NFL where the lowest seed remaining would play the number one seed, but that's interesting. Maybe that's still the case, but I don't, we'll see. Baseball likes to mess things up. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. This year's uh playoff format definitely changes things up. And, uh, throws a wrench in you know, strategy. I mean, obviously you want to be the number one seed, but it's definitely an interesting changes that they've that they've made. And uh we'll have to pay attention to see how it hey shakes things I just up saw, when we get to the I playoffs. Just, I just saw a Yankee stat. All right. And this is this is to go back to your judge thing because it would be interesting to see. I don't think he does this, not enough games, but there's 16 games left for the Yankees. Aaron Judge's 16 best stretch, like 16 game best stretch this season, was July 14th through August 1st. He hit 13 home runs in that stretch. If he if he just repeated that, that's 71. He'd be one wow. side of the MLB record. So it is feasible that he hits between 13 and 15 in this stretch. It's Do I possible. think he does it? Probably not. Do, do I think he gets three? Yes. Or four. He needs four. Yeah. I think he'll at least get four. I think he will. I think he will. He's he's what? Well, he's too shy of tying the record right now. So he needs three. Three to three. get to 62. He'll probably yeah. get. Yeah. I think All he'll right. get there. I think he will. Uh, by the way, I think the last two times that we've recorded a podcast, he has hit he's a home hit run. A run. That day, so. So he Look might out. get six. So if you uh, if you want to get on a gambling site and bet Aaron Judge any a home run tonight, uh, it might work out. It might be a good bet to make. Let's take a look. Do at they play the, tonight? Uh, scoreboard. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure right now. Um, ooh, they do not. Man, we should have waited till yes till uh, tomorrow to they record today's episode. But maybe it'll it'll transfer over to tomorrow's game. Well, the good news is they play the Pirates, so he might he might have a real shot. So there you go. Run. There you go. Uh, all right, we've talked a lot about Aaron Judge and his chase for 61 home runs. In the National League, we got Albert Pujols going for 700 career home runs, and he is too shy of that benchmark right now. He has that 698 career home runs. Again, Another guy that I think gets it done. There was a point in the season where I, I wanted it to happen, but I wasn't sure that it was going to. But the way he's playing right now, the amount of games that they have left, 
I think it happens. He's only two home runs shy. He's been hitting a home run like every other day for the past month. So I think Albert Pujols gets to 700. I agree. Uh, I mean, I think we've said all along he's going to get there. Uh, it's it's going to be close. I think it's... If you could pick one more likely to happen, would you say Judge just because of he's younger and he's playing on another level? Yeah. Yeah, but, I would say Judge is more likely if I had to pick. But I mean, by the time we record next week, I would not be shocked if Pools has it. You know? Me neither. Yeah, it, I think that it could happen within the next week. Just he's been playing at a phenomenal rate this season, hitting home run. Like it really seems like he's hitting a home run every other day. Yeah, this this last stretch has been incredible. And it could help the Cardinals in the postseason. I mean, this guy, I mean, all he's going to do is DH in the postseason, but that could be big. He He's, it, it's felt like he's turned back the clock some this year, and that, that is cool to see. Yeah, he he definitely has. I mean, let's see. He has 19 home runs this year. Back time. 19 home runs. Uh, he hasn't hit that many since 2019 when he hit 23. So he's definitely having a, a good season this year. In his last 15 games, he has four home runs. He has nine in his last 30 games. So he's been playing at a really well, uh, really good level, hitting home runs very frequently later on in this season. So I, I think that he's going to get there. And, you know, when when he does, I don't know where that ranks on, you know, how much does it help his legacy? You know, he's already obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. I've said it before. To me, he's a top five hitter of all time. He doesn't need 700 home runs. But it's still an awesome mark to reach because there's only three players that have ever done it. He'll be the fourth. How much yeah, does that I... help his legacy? Not that it needs any help. Yeah, I don't know if it helps. It's just like kind of a... It's a boost. Like I think that's the only way to put it. Like I don't think it solidifies anything because the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the top twenty five best hitters of all time. Like, and that's me stretching it a lot. Like I'm, and it's just because you know I I think you could see him in between, like you said, five, which I'm probably more in the top ten to fifteen range, but. Just depends on what you want and who you include, because you might not include like a Barry Bonds or a yeah, Murray or Sammy Sosa. While some people do, and I'd argue like I'd probably put those three ahead of him. So I I think it just is is kind of like I just at this point I like wonder like what if he just stayed in St. Louis? Like that that is the only thing the only blemish on his career is like. What if he just stayed in St. Louis or he didn't go to the Angels? And, you know, we'll see what happens with the sale of the Angels. And, you know, I, I don't think they'll move, but will the owner invest in the franchise? And how how will they move from there? So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think all it does is bolster his, his, his career. It's like, He's the fourth guy to hit 700 home runs, but I don't think it's like it solidifies it. Like if he doesn't get this, I don't, I don't think anyone else is going to think 
less of him. It's just right. going to be like, wow, this guy's amazing. Right. Same thing with if Judge gets... If Judge didn't hit a home run the rest of this season, I'd still argue it's one of the greatest seasons by a player ever. Like, even if he doesn't get to 62, if he finishes with 50, 59, like, it's the same thing for both of them. I, you know, that that's kind of what I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, the Cardinals open up a three-game series against the Padres on the road in San Diego tomorrow night, and then they go up to Los Angeles after that. So that's a good series to watch, the Cardinals and the Dodgers uh, coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Pujols taking on the Dodgers. I mean, two classic National League teams. Be cool to see him hit number 700 in Dodger Stadium. Of course, it'd be better if he hit it in St. Louis, but... Yeah, I I agree. All right, so Albert Pujols, Aaron Judge going for their home run marks. I think that, or we both think that they will each reach them. They're having fantastic seasons no matter what. Uh, Another record that was broken yesterday by Braves rookie pitcher Spencer Strider, he became the fastest pitcher to reach 200 strikeouts. He did it in 130 innings. The previous record was held by Randy Johnson, who set the record in 130 and two-thirds innings. And Garrett Cole had also set, or he was second with 133 and a third innings. Now, this is 200 strikeouts in a season, not in a career. So uh, in this season, Strider has 200 strikeouts in 130 innings beating Randy Johnson for the record. So that's a pretty impressive feat by Spencer Strider. I think we've talked about, you know, the Braves rookies a little bit this year between him and Michael Harris, the second, I think they have two players that could each win rookie of the year, but I think it will be Spencer Strider out of the two of them. He's just having a great season on the mound. He's a bona fide ace right now and he's very young, but he's very exciting to watch. Yeah, I I think if you're the Braves, like it's kind of crazy to think like where you're at. You have, you know, so much great young talent that's already established, and then you throw in a guy like Spencer Strider. You throw in a guy like, um, Grissom, who's you know you throw in a guy like that's a the prospect they have, but it's Atlanta might be the best run organization right now and i think if you're a brace fan you gotta feel really good about it and the fact that they've locked most of them up for the foreseeable future they're primes they they don't they don't waste any 10-year contracts but they do it when they're like 22 and so you get them at 32 and you're like you know yeah they don't waste any time getting these guys locked up for the next decade i mean they have albies acuna riley harris Olsen, all signed for eight or more years. It's great to see. It's great to see that that kind of organization leadership from the Braves. Uh, some bad news from the Braves, though. Ozzy Albies came back from his injury over the weekend, played a game on Friday night, then Saturday night broke his finger sliding into second base, and now he's out for the rest of the regular season. So he comes back for two games breaks his finger in one of them, and he's done. Now, he could come back for the postseason. It's possible, but he's definitely out for the rest of the regular season. So that was not good. Uh, Obviously, they've still been playing very well without him this season, but 
you know, it always helps when you can get an all-star back in the lineup. So uh, I was really excited when he came back. And then the next night I saw the news that he had been injured and he was done. So that was a bit of sad news for the Braves. Uh, hopefully he will be able to return for the postseason, but they are still a very talented team without him on the field. Just would have been nice to have him back on the field and in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of sucks. Um, we'll see, but you know, they're going to, they're going to make the postseason and then get Albies back for, for the postseason. That's going to be key. Um, they're still right. They could win the division they're one game back. And so you have to give them credit for, for the injury luck they have. I mean, and people, they won the world series without their best player, which is still incredible to see in Ronald King Jr. Uh, and so they've been through this and they've, you know, they've won in the postseason making up for this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but it, it sucks to see him out. Yeah, it does. And some other news from Houston. Uh, last week, we talked about Framber Valdez and the amazing stretch that he was on with 24 straight quality starts. Yesterday, the Astros playing against the Oakland Athletics. He pitched his 25th consecutive quality start and that is now an MLB record so Framber Valdez having a fantastic season on the mound for Houston I think I said this last week also that he could be in the running for Cy Young if his teammate Justin Verlander wasn't having such a great season as well and Verlander of course was injured he came back now so I think you got to consider Verlander for the American League Cy Young this year but Framber Valdez 25 consecutive quality starts I mean that's just that's just consistency right there. And you know, you can rely on him. Yeah. I mean, getting quality starts is something we, I don't want to say we don't see that much anymore because, but it's more on just how bullpens or pitching staffs are managed. But yeah, you throw him with Verlander, like that's what makes Houston, Houston. And, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a really good postseason. I think, you know, I think two teams can win in the AL. I think the NL is wide open, really. I know the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but I think what at least three teams can win in the National League. At least I—I I mean, I wouldn't be—I'd throw a fourth, maybe the Cardinals, because they do have Goldschmidt, Arenado, and their experience is incredible with Rainwright, Molina, Pujols. Like they have some talent there, so. Um. It's going to be interesting. It, I'm staking with my prediction. Uh, I think um, of Yankees match, as I said, but yeah, it, it it's incredible. What, how many like people, how many players are having like historical years? A lot. And it's insane. Like Judge, Otani, Strider, Valdez, Verlander, Pujols is doing what he's doing. Like, it's actually kind of crazy, like how under like how much good baseball is happening this year. And it, you know it's great to see. You know what's really crazy to me? The Dodgers are having such a great season. I feel like we no haven't one's really, talking. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't really talked about them. No one else is really talking about them because I don't know if it's because it's just expected or because we have other things like Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols to watch or because it's the also, Mets are so good. It's also, I don't know, but the Dodgers... They might have the most loaded roster in the history of baseball. Yeah, they've won 101 games already. Their run differential is plus 329. You compare that to the number one seed in the AL, Houston, 
their run differential is plus 199. Yankees have a better one at 209. Yeah. So so that's insane. And I think it's I think I read something that is the highest run differential in Dodgers history. And they're not getting talked about that much at all. I, I don't know if it's because we just expect this from the Dodgers or because of everything else going on in baseball, but they are on another level. Yeah. They're the clear favorites. Like their roster is so loaded. And we said this coming into the year. I mean, they threw Freddie Freeman. They have what two of the three best hitters in baseball, maybe. Yeah. That's in Freeman. Um, Bellinger's not what he was, what he's been. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like he struggled a lot. You throw in Trey Turner, throw in Max Muncie. I mean, it's like incredible to see this roster, how it's shaking out. And yeah, they're at 101 games. They'll probably finish with what? 108, 109. And that's at least that's if they, you know, call the dogs because they've clinched everything. So, yeah. It's crazy how good of a season they're having. All right. Anything else, Trey? Um, interesting article on ESPN. Uh, they they determined who would be the next to get to like major milestones, whether it was the 500 hit, 500 home run club, which they both said trout, the 3,000 hits, which one person said Freeman and another said Machado. Um, a couple said, um, one said Machado would get to 3,005. So it was cool to see. Um, I would say probably I'm going Mike Trout for everything on this, but it was interesting to see how they, they broke it down because uh, Freeman's at 18, 18, 1,800 hits or over 1,800 hits. So his percentage was like 26% chance at 3,000. But uh, yeah, so that was cool to see. Did, do you think uh, who who if you could pick someone to get to three thousand hits or five hundred home runs, who you pick? I would have to say Trout to get to five hundred home runs. Maybe Stanton. Maybe. And just to put in perspective, right now, Trout's at three forty-five. Stanton's at three seventy-three. Yeah. Nelson Cruz is at four fifty-nine. But I don't know if he'll get there. I don't He's think he 41. will. I, yeah. For 3,000 hits, either Jose Altuve or Freddie Freeman. Altuve's at 1,900. Freeman's at almost. Freeman's at 1,890. So 885, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I could see either of those happening, Altuve or Freeman. Someone really said Manny Machado to get to 3,000 hits? He's at 1,500, and he's 30. Yeah, I guess it could happen. So if he plays 10 years and copies what he did for the, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think Trout, I think Trout could definitely get to 500. I, agree. I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's a lot harder than it seems. I agree with that as well. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, you can connect with us at Matkins in the News, at Trey Lyle VT, at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg Facebook page. For Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Make sure you leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this Foul Ball Area Podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.